0: usual one tonight we're we're i usually say as as normally i'm I'm joined by my lovely co host from California the lovely rock and roll but uh I'm not joined by rock and roll tonight I'm actually joined by some east Coast compatriots who are here to give me a bit of a New York flavor to tonight's show so uh first of all on on the line here i've got uh, mr dusk citizen welcome dusk
1: hello world. I'm just <laughs> citizen. New York's greatest, world's most best superhero ever. Hello. I like it. <laughs> I
0: like it. You may have some competition on here tonight, though. All
1: right. And
0: uh you know what? I uh, we have another cooler on the line already, just seconds into the show, which is pretty damn cool. So I'm going to add this new person. Hey, there cooler, you're on the line. Who's this?
2: Stark Guardian, man.
0: Dark Guardian, Dark Guardian. So our second, our second New York superhero on the show tonight. Welcome. Welcome. So you're on, you're on with myself and Dusk at the moment. We may have some other New Yorkers popping in later on, but um, <clears throat> so yeah. So Rock's not here this week. We kind of figured we'd do a bit of a New York show. Talk about uh, the New York area, the people who are working in it right now. Maybe, uh, maybe a bit of a. Trek back through memory lane um talk about some of the history in new york and and you know what's changed since those days and uh and yeah, also talk you know maybe some of our own uh, our own war stories and uh our own tales tales from the streets, and then a little bit about what projects we have coming up so uh it should be a lot to talk about um so before we get started though we've got um, we've got a dial in number if you want to call in and talk to us on the show, you can call in on three four seven. Three two six nine eight two seven. So that's area code three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. And just hit one to talk to us, or you can just not hit one and be a lurker and hang around, just creepily listening to us. Um, uh, also, if you want to come into the chat room, you can set up a free account on the chat room as well on Blog Talk Radio and check us out there. And uh, if you're one of our archive listeners, welcome back. Where were you on Tuesday night? No staying power. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so I'm joined here by Dark Guardian and Dusk Citizen. Um, you know, we, we've actually been working together a lot recently in the New York Hero Initiative. We we had a, a great team meeting on on Sunday night where we were talking about some new stuff. But, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Dark Guardian, for people who have no clue what the hell we're talking about and why we've all got crazy names, um, maybe you want to explain who we are and what we do. Or maybe not are <laughs> you still there not?
1: <laughs> maybe you're having phone problems,
0: <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what I'm gonna take that one then so <laughs> so the the hero initiative group of which this radio show was born is uh it's a group essentially of activists who who do a whole bunch of stuff from safety patrols to community outreach work to to online activism, you know, looking up uh, missing kids and that kind of thing. So we, you know, we cover quite a few bases. We have teams all the way from California on the west coast through to New York here on the east coast and many cities in between, and uh, and we now have a branch in London as well, which is uh, which is pretty active um, and collaborating with other superhero teams out there. Um, don't be put off by the term real-life superhero. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Dusk Citizen. Do you want to give us a bit of background as to what a real-life superhero is and
1: maybe why people shouldn't think we're quite such freaks? All right. Well, m- the way I like to put it and describe it to my fellow peers, we, I'm 23 so I can't mention anything about superheroes. They say, what are you five? Um, the way I like to put it is that we are people who want to see a change in the world. And to be that change... We need to embody something a little more than just jeans and t shirt We need to be something that's an ideal. We need to be superheroes. We need to be what other people can look up to, whether it's something that's popular in the movies or by something jumping out of a comic. My belief is that real-life superheroes is that we embody that ideal to be better by having these costumes, by being these symbols of hope, by, you know, just being characters that people will look at and be like, wow, what is that? That's kind of weird and different because you're wearing a spandex costume and look bright blue and crazy. What are you doing? So that's that's my variety. at least.
0: And uh, I mean, you know, talking talking about costumes, you know, you you've traditionally gone gone the whole hog on some of your events, like you say, and worn the complete outfit, <clears throat> you know, which which some people steer away from. Um, but uh, maybe maybe tell us a little bit about you know where you come from and and your your group beacon that you've been doing work with. Gladly. Well,
1: <laughs> I'm I live on Staten Island, and. I basically started like a good chunk of most of the other people that have come into the community in the last few years. Hang on. I just accidentally hit the button, and now I'm hearing my own voice back, which usually that's wonderful, but right now it's just distracting. Okay. Uh, Well, how I looked at it was that, oh, look. Here's this cool movement that I saw about on the news, people dressing up as superheroes Thanks, and helping the world. Yes, I do want to put a shout-out to thank Dark Guardian and Life on that because the uh, news article I saw that introduced me to the RLSH was a news article on New York One about Dark Guardian and Life. And I was like, hey, I could do that. Mind you, this You're is, oh, is four-plus years ago. And so I saw this, and I was like, I could do that. Actually, I think it was almost, uh, it was maybe around four years ago, uh, five years ago today, actually. Um, so I was like, okay, I can do that. So I put in the work and effort to start coming up with an identity, coming up with this character. And the way I saw it was, at first, like any person going into wanting to become a superhero, hey, it's going to be like kick-ass, Right. And then I realized it's absolutely nothing like Kick Ass. It's actually, you know, in some ways a lot more boring than Kick Ass. But to the same method, of, to the same idea as that, it was a lot more interesting because I was actually doing stuff. In the, you know, end result after getting involved with charity work and getting involved with my own group, of uh, my own team Beacon, we ended up. I kind of realized and learned that it's more it's better that we're actually going out and helping the world and not, you know, trying to be kick ass. We're not dressing up in these costumes to go out and, you know, jump some random thugs and, you know, do stuff we focused on doing homeless handouts and trying to get involved with, you know, other charity work and have done a lot in the last few years actually.
0: Yeah, you guys have been you know. extremely active. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's funny what you say about kick ass as well, because, you know, I, I started doing this in the UK, and, um, you know, over there, the, the whole scene, and, and I'm not saying it's like that now, and I'm not trying to put down on the teams or anything like that, but at the time, <clears throat> everybody I knew who was doing this pretty much just dressed up in a in a crazy costume went out apparently looking for trouble and then tried to avoid trouble at all costs by going to like the quietest <laughs> places the places that were most well lit with police everywhere and just you know they took a few selfies and and then that was pretty much it and then, you know there was no uh <laughs> there was no real benefits to what we were doing there um
3: and I, I know that
0: has changed you know we've we've got teammates over there in the uk now and uh it, it sounds like the scenes evolved but um you know, it's so much more fulfilling when you actually realize, holy crap, there are people out there doing this thing, but actually doing some good as well, and
1: you know, benefiting their communities from it. I agree a hundred percent. I see a lot of people, and we talked about this the other day. Even like, see a lot of people just kind of come into Facebook, and we see people they just use the name RLSH, and you know, they have some kind of cartoon picture or drawn picture, and you know, their name is the dark bat spider night warrior and you know they're like i've been doing this for 10 years crime fighting and all this stuff and quite honestly it just becomes ridiculous after a while because when you really look at it it's we're a group of like-minded individuals who you know in my case like to put on crazy costumes who like to be a character who like to go out and help others in this whole with this whole thing going on and the right. whole and the whole thing that I like to believe in is don't take yourself too seriously. Don't try to be Batman and don't try to be the next hero, big superhero. Just, you know, this is, the whole idea is this whole ridiculous concept of I'm going to dress in a costume or I'm going to wear these colors or these this logo and go out and I'm going to go and help people. You know, there's no need to be... Serious bat spider knight man, and, and say I've been doing this for ten years fighting crime and just didn't realize everybody was on Facebook because right. it makes it it makes it more of a joke than just having fun. It makes other people look at it and say, so it's just a bunch of cosplayers or just a bunch of people role playing superhero fantasies when that's really not what it is. And I know I've had a lot of you know discussions explaining how it's not role-playing, how it's not just we're, you know, being these crazy guys living out some kind of weird fantasy. No, it's we're trying to be more. We're trying to be more than just a normal person. We're trying to be, yeah. what I was saying this ideal, a superhero.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. talking Maybe. of superheroes, we have another cooler on the line. So uh, <clears throat> let me uh, just uh, interrupt your train of thought there for a second. And uh, hey there, cooler, you're on the line. Who's this?
4: Hey, it's Flex. What's up? Hey there, what? Flex. How you doing?
0: So, uh, so you're on the line with myself, Dusk, and Dark Guardian.
4: Cool. <laughs> How's it going, guys?
0: <laughs> Welcome to the media. Um, yeah. So uh, so for those who don't know, Flex is a real-life superhero who's been doing some work with Dark Guardian and myself and the, the New York Hero Initiative for, I, I don't know, what, like a year now,
4: I guess? Yep. Pretty much a year, yeah. I think, in a couple of months. Yeah.
0: And in our flyer for tonight's show, Flex is like the giant hulking, hulk-like figure in the background, just <laughs> menacing. <which is laughs> yeah, I'm,
4: like, I'm a big guy. What can I say?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are. But I must say, you know, uh, if it, I'm just Googling here the nicest guy, and he's come up with a picture of you. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not <laughs> sure the whole hulking, menacing guy and, and, and your personality really fit.
4: No, no. I'm more like a towering figure sort of type of guy. <laughs> More or less <laughs> I
0: like it. yeah so, uh so yeah we we were just talking about the whole the whole real life superhero thing and and how um you know it, it can be better just to have fun with it rather than try to create some fantasy that you know that isn't real and uh um, you know, that doesn't really benefit anyone. Um, but uh, you know, Flex, you, you've been you've been working with us for a while. You've you know, you've kind of been out on the streets and and just done the whole patrols and outreach and a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, what what's, right. your, what's your feeling about the whole movement at the moment and the kind of stuff that we did?
4: Well, I think it's good that we uh, go out there and participate in uh in group group teamwork like we've been doing, you know, and uh, really reaching out to people. And, uh, you know, I think we're people who really do care about the community, and we care about our city, and uh, we just want to do whatever it takes to just, you know, uh, basically, you know, help mold and shape our community and just, uh, you know, just make it a better place, you know. I mean, not that we're the police or anything like that, of course not, but, you know, also uh, with the police, we want to help, you know, and and you know, get our hands dirty out there too, and 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 do some patrols sometimes, which we do, and and you know, community work and homeless outreaches and all that, or other, uh you know, all those other activities that we're we're a part of and that we've been, uh, you know, doing so far, and it's it's all been great because it's really a, a learning experience, you know, and it's it's a good feeling to just be out there and helping others. Yeah, 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 agreed. You know, and I and I definitely do. Um, you know, I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, such an effort, you know, and a, a group of committed people like yourselves, you know, who are really out there just really making a difference and, and really doing it, you know. I mean, you know, it's it's good to just, uh, you know, be out there doing it other than just talking about it and not doing anything.
0: <laughs> right, right, yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there, there have been times, and I'm sure every single one of you guys is like this, where, you know, it's a cold night, it's a Sunday, I know I've got work in the morning, I, you know, I'd be happy just playing PlayStation and not not traipsing around Manhattan looking for a criminal or, you know, handing out soup or whatever it is we're doing. Um, but at the same time, if it, on those rare occasions when I've said, screw it, I'm sick or I'm tired or whatever, and I've just missed out, I've sat there just kicking myself that I wasn't there. <laughs> you know, there's no mm-hmm. worse feeling than missing out.
4: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You know, but you know it's good. You know, just uh, for us to be out there um, sharing and um, you know, just really, you know, at, at times yes, we we have fun, you know, as well, you know, and and it's good because we learn, you know, just to really, uh, not only to help each uh, help others, but we also help each other, you know, at the same time, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that, and that's a big deal. I mean, you know, I. For me personally, I, 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 the bond that I've developed with the people that I've been out in a team with is, is huge, and it's, uh, it's like nothing else. You know, it's like nothing, nothing else. regular work. It's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's much more of like a brotherhood kind of thing that builds up over time. And, and you know, when you think that you're trusting each other at times to you know to watch your back and for your own personal safety, it's, it's kind of not surprising.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I think teamwork but, begins yeah. with us, you know, and we set yeah, the example. It does, right? Yeah. And we set the example for others to follow, you know. And so we just got to be the example, and which is what we've been doing pretty much. And and I'm proud of us, you know. I'm really glad, proud of all of us, you know. You and Dusk and you know uh, Dark Guardian, you know, we've really been out there working together and just really setting the example, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, talking about uh, talking about the team, I'm getting another caller on the line, which is kind of nuts, seeing as we've already got, already got four of us on the show. But uh, let's add them in. Okay. Hey there, caller. You're on the air. Who's this?
5: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I crowding you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I recognise that those dulcet West Coast tones. You down little better. New,
5: You're this is a New York takeover.
0: Host.
6: All right, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, we're we're, know, we're talking know. here.
5: I know. We're walking here. Rock and roll, go do something else. No, so I you know what, these guys are running late for dinner, so I was listening in. You guys are taking over. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, what do you think? I I think um there needs to be more people out there like you, especially right now. All this blizzard bold crap. You know, mm-hmm. if there was someone in every borough to help out that wasn't a cop, you know, um, anybody stranded, anybody who needs help could have one of you guys to go through, just like that. Everybody would love you.
0: Yeah, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, uh, Guardian, how are you guys handling it down on Staten Island with the snow at the moment? Are you guys uh, getting swamped?
2: They have overblown this whole blizzard thing. They're talking really? two feet of snow. Wow. I don't
1: know. If, I don't this know if we even be, got a foot of snow. to wow. be three this feet. Is... We got six inches. I was so mad. <laughs> uh, Everyone else is so it that's it. Wow. Totally overblown. <laughs>
2: they
5: put, they a yeah, a we, lot of
2: people are hmm. kicking themselves in the butt right now, especially wow. the mayor and all. They, they shut down the roads at 11 o'clock last night. I gotta tell you, for nothing. Yeah. I woke up this morning. I shoveled. Everything's fine.
4: Wow. You I know understand that
5: they have to do that, though, DG. If they if they didn't declare it, do you know how much trouble they'd be in if if it really did turn into say like Superstorm Sandy? Remember that. So I guess it's better to just, you know, over inflate it, everybody's safe than to you didn't even give us a warning and you know, we're stuck here, kids are stuck in school and so I, I think they're trying to cover you know, cover their asses basically. Wow. There
2: are places that deal with snow like this pretty regularly during the winter. I understand their whole cover their butt thing. But I gotta say this is New York. We deal with stuff. This is who we are. Toughen <laughs> mm-hmm. up a little bit and move on.
3: That's my yep. feeling. Definitely. Hmm. <laughs> wow.
0: So um, I'm loving it. I wish I, I want that New York quote just on Facebook. Or maybe it's my text message ringtone or something. We'd deal with it. <laughs> 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 so uh, I'll tell you what, Rock. You know, we were just about to talk about what the Hero Initiative Group is and what we do. Maybe you can, uh, while you're on for a couple of minutes, maybe you can just give us a quick high level as to who we are.
5: Oh. Love to The Hero Initiative Group Let's see uh, For the past If you're going to talk about history Because I know you guys Are going into the history Of of RLSH in New York too Right Um, Yeah yeah. So Yeah that's what's exciting I'm I'm really bummed That I can't be more Of a part of this show um, Because as soon as They tell me dinner You know We're ready to all be seated I'm going to be out But um, The You know The whole exciting past, present, and future that you guys are talking about with New York heroes is, is, man, I'm going to have to listen to this show just to the end later, but um, I I would say that, yeah, there were many heroes way before the New York initiative, the original initiative, but because of the Michael Barnett um, HBO documentary, and that is the biggest thing so far. Uh, There isn't another documentary or movie about, you know, real-life superheroes, Because of that, the New York initiative um, came into view, more into view. But that was for people who had moved to New York uh, with the hopes of making a difference because they knew that so many thousands, you know, 10,000 people per four cops was not enough. So um, they originally started in New York as a New York initiative. And if you guys haven't seen it, Netflix has superheroes, right now you can you know just watch it at any time mm. hbo documentary by michael barnett anyway so uh the new york initiative started out with four people it grew uh there became a virginia initiative and then a california initiative and now we're all over the united states and in the uk and what we are is i like to call it uh because basically that's what we do i mean we um, we all do something different. We have somebody in Illinois who works on um, political, he's got a political agenda to try to help out his community, and he runs a community center. We've got people in New York doing what you guys do, which is really awesome, especially patrol base. I love that. And you guys helped find a, a lost young girl the other day with your flyering, right?
0: Yeah, that was very
5: mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah that that was awesome. And then there are, like our team out here in uh, California, we pick up used needles, and everybody teaches free self-defense. I think all of the um, branches at some point or other has either considered or has taught a self-defense class free because what the Hero Initiative does is tries to empower their community. We don't just try to give a guy a fish. We try to teach him the fish by teaching him how to, better their communities on their own. So um, that's what we are. And by the way, we're always recruiting. If anybody's interested how ha- how's that sign I I sector I put in Yeah, it, uh, good oh, plug. I like it. I like yeah, it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna shut up now. This is cool. your show but but I'm still listening, so
0: No, hmm. no, we appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. But no, hang around as long as you can. It's it's good to have you on. Okay. So um Talk quickly then about some updates from the Hero Initiative Group before we get into the whole New York thing. So we um, we have a webisode coming out pretty soon called Nation of Heroes, and I, I don't know, Rob, do you want to do you want to give a quick uh, synopsis of what Nation of Heroes is?
5: Sure. Um, not last summer, but the summer before, we uh, decided that we wanted to put more focus on people actually doing heroic things in their communities. And when we say heroic, I don't care if people say that's not heroic. That's something we should all be doing anyway. That's true. However, the fact that people aren't doing it anyway and someone takes the time and money and effort and does it, to me that's heroic. So with that idea in mind, we took a group of seven of us and traveled from California to New York and back Filming people across America doing um, good deeds for their community and doing something heroic. Uh, and all of that is being put together in a documentary web series. We were going to do uh, a feature-length film. The only problem is there's way too much to put into one film. There's no way. It would end up being a three-and-a-half, four-hour film. And I'm sorry, I, I can only sit through, you know, so much myself so instead we turned it into a documentary web series and the reason that that is a better idea also as we get new people doing heroic things everybody can be in an episode you know and we hope to inspire other people to do heroic things so they can also be in an episode and and inspire others Mm -hmm. and you know the cycle just continues so that is coming out this spring and we're super excited about it right specter
0: Oh, man, yeah. I'm I'm excited since you told me that I can narrate one of them. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> any chance <laughs> that I get this for a while is just down my alley.
5: Why wouldn't we want to? You've got, like, the golden lungs and the golden voice. It's like, you know, we know you used to sing, and you've got the British accent, and it's so it's just so charming to hear you, and, and dear God, I should never do that again. That's why we're having you narrate it, not me. Not <laughs> oh.
0: Uh, you didn't yeah, even hell, have an accent there for a minute. It just disappeared. It disappeared. It was horrible.
5: <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm going to shut up. Like, I keep trying to shut up now. Here you go. So.
0: <laughs> so talking about heroic deeds, at the same time as we're we're launching the webisodes, we're also going to be relaunching the Hero <laughs> Challenges. Guardian, you did a whole bunch of these Hero Challenges in the past before, right?
2: Yeah, I, I uh, kind of started the idea, and the idea is to... Uh, create a couple challenges and things to uh, help others and better ourselves. And uh, I think it's just a really fun thing to do, That that's something positive in your life, positive for others, your community, and it's going to make you a better person. Uh, it's about living up to that ideal as a hero, but it's simple stuff that anybody can do. So if you want to make yourself better, you want to feel like a hero, take these challenges. Hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, nice.
2: And
0: uh, the the other thing to kind of throw out there is we we have we have weekly conference calls within the Hero initiative and we've actually been talking about um extending it and kind of having a big town hall meeting for volunteers and members and just people who are interested in learning more about us and and want to you know want to know how they can get involved so <clears throat> we're going to be uh publicizing an event soon which will just be a conference call for an hour um where we'll be talking about some of the stuff that we're doing and if people want to just dial in and you know, find out how they can get imbol- involved, how they can volunteer and, and help out with this as well, then, uh, you know, then do so. And it's uh, a free conference call number. You can call in for an hour and pretty much listen to the same people that are on this call, plus,
1: plus a few notable <laughs> others uh, talk about we the actually,
0: So, uh,
1: if I may, we actually do have a question from the uh, live chat, because I've been monitoring it uh, for any questions, comments, or concerns. So, jo- Joshua Pond, S, if someone was interested in going on a patrol with an RLS agent in the New York City area, what would be the best way to get in contact with you to make that happen? For me, I'd say contact me on Facebook. You know, I'm pretty active on there and I'm always out and about doing stuff. Uh, What about you guys?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we've got the New York Hero Initiative Facebook page, we've got uh, my own Spectre, we've got Dark Guardians as well you know, contact any of us, and uh, we would be more than happy to come, you know, have you come out and patrol with us. And, you know, we, we do various levels of patrol. We do very safe patrols in the West Village where we just keep an eye on things and, you know, just kind of keep a finger on the pulse. And, with, you know, there are more patrols where perhaps you need a bit more experience and a bit more equipment and a bit more training, um, <coughs> which, you know, at patrolling places like Harlem where it may get uh, may get sketchier. so uh, you know, there are certainly safe patrols where, you know, you can try out and see what you think. We can, you know, we can get to know you as well before we go whole hog and <laughs> go diving into somewhere that's a bit more dangerous. So, um, you know, yeah, do get in contact and we can uh, we can talk about different ways that, you, you know, what, what your interests are and different ways that you can help us out.
5: And, Spector, um, as always, any, any links that people might want to know about will always be posted at the end of the show. They'll be posted... Tonight's not an exception. We'll go ahead and post those on the um Heroes 101 radio Facebook page. So if you want to know how to get in touch with these guys, we'll we'll put links up to all of their Facebook pages for you.
0: Like yeah, me on Facebook. Yeah.
5: Good point. yeah.
0: <laughs> you you got enough likes on Facebook, though, Guardian. you got more likes than, than Microsoft. <laughs> <where I'm> gonna... <laughs> So uh, let's let's talk New York. Let's get down to brass tacks here, as they say. So, um, you know, what I figured we would do is, you know, we, we've, I guess, I, I'm pretty new to New York. I've been here three years. Um, you guys, I think, have lived here your whole lives, right? Yep. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm new a New
0: Yorker. Yorker. So, yeah, yep. I can tell. I can't even do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about crime in New York. I mean. You know, I, I came over to New York on business for, like, two days in 1991, and the place was a completely different city. I, I went to Bryant Park, and it was just full of drug dealers and needles everywhere. I went on the subway at night, and it was like something from a Batman movie, you know. It was uh, it was kind of nuts. And now it feels very different. I mean, for, for you guys growing up here and living here your whole lives, how do you feel about that?
1: <coughs> well, living... Well, well, living here my whole life, pretty much, it's taken a lot of the uh, shock value of many places out, going to a lot of places. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this place is, you know, it, it, this is, like, pra- the city is practically my, well, Brooklyn is basically my backyard, and, you know, Manhattan is a ferry ride away, and I'm always there, so nothing really is surprising anymore to me, having lived uh, here for 23 years. But it's... You know, it's always fun to just go out and be in the city and be, you know, not in Staten Island because Staten Island, for those who don't know, is like the houses of New York. It's where you can actually go to live in a house and, you know, there's trees and not giant tall buildings. So, you know, going to the city and being in the environment where it's so much, so many more pe, so much more people walking around doing stuff. So many more diverse people doing stuff and just being around and walking about. Uh, That's like the more interesting part, I find, is just how many different people you can see walking around the city as compared to anywhere else. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: what what about you, uh, Dargarni and and Flex? What's your kind of experience been on how the city's changed over the last, I don't know, the last 20 years or whatever?
4: Well, um, I mean, growing up in New York, I mean, you know, basically, yeah, being being here my whole life, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of changes in the city over the years, you know, and yeah, as a kid, I, I'm, you know, I've always loved Central Park and, you know, just uh, Times Squares and you know, going to the movie and every movies and everything, and it's really cool, you know, it's a lot of fun, and um, <clears throat> but I know over the years also there's been a lot of crime and the crime rate has been up, you know, um, it was a lot worse before. And also in my area, like where I live, uptown Manhattan was basically a haven for all sorts of criminals. You know, especially drug dealers and thieves, and you know, and whatnot. And there were a lot of incidences going on at the time back in the '80s. So, but um, yeah, know Over the years, you know, things have changed. You know, the crime rate has gone down, and I think uh, one of the main, uh, you know, reasons also is because I know when Giuliani was, you know. Mayor back then, um, basically, I know he helped clean up the city, and uh, I have to give it to him; he really did. He he cleaned up the city because the crime went down, uh, drugs, all that went right down. I mean, amazing, just drastically, you know, dropped, and the neighborhoods became safer places to live in. And my neighborhood now is a safe place, and it's a nice area now, and it's it's changed. It's a lot better now and a lot peaceful, you know. Uh, as to what it was, you know, twenty, I think, fifteen, twenty years ago. And, you know, but, you know, just growing up in New York is, you know, living here also just, it's it's awesome, you know. I mean, even though it's had its uh, tough moments and, yeah, there are tough spots in the city and rough neighborhoods. But other than that, I, I think just really, you know, if we all make a difference, you know, and we all just, like I said, you know, just really be a part of something constructive and positive and, you know, make a positive influence, you know, and other people, I think, yeah, we can help change the city as well, you know.
0: Right, right, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. I I was reading today, and you mentioned Giuliani, and and obviously he had his whole um, broken windows policy. And um, maybe we can talk about that in a second. But one thing I didn't know about that maybe you guys do, you know, having lived here at the time, was uh, Dinkins, Mm -hmm. uh, the mayor, before Giuliani, apparently had this this safe crime, safe streets policy. And mm-hmm. apparently, he cleaned up New York more than any other mayor ever had. You know, <clears throat> the impact he had on the crime was massive. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I never heard that before. I hear everyone singing Giuliani's praises, but I'd never even heard of Dinkins.
4: Yeah, no, Dinkins did. Dinkins definitely did. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. He also, I mean, before Giuliani, you know, did his share in, in you know, bringing down the crime rate. And, you know, I definitely forgot to mention him because, yes, he was mayor before um, Giuliani, but he did do his part, you know, and then after him, you know, Giuliani just carried on and, you know, basically extended the work and continued, you know, And, and but definitely, yeah, the crime rate went down, you know, little by little, you know? you know, even during Dinkins and after Dinkins, you know, when Giuliani was in office as well. You know, it, it went down even more, but definitely uh, – We do have to give Dinkins the credit also, because he did, you know. I think, uh, you know, like New York, like I said before, it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, it's still the same, you know. It's still our city. You know, we love New York, of course. You know, it's the Big Apple, you know. (laughs) But definitely it's, uh, you know, it's it's gotten a little better now. And, you know, of course it's more like tourists now more than ever than anything else, you know. Because that's what it mostly is, you know. (laughs) you know so yeah, i mean pays the
0: bills
4: right yeah basically <laughs> you know so but other than that it's definitely a beautiful city you know? so hey i'm going to
2: chime in here um the whole dingens thing will really depend who you talk to there's yeah. no denying what julian has done for this city uh you know yep. my experience here is uh i grew up in brooklyn um i i've witnessed a really great neighborhood turn to absolute garbage and crime it's still terrible that neighborhood I grew up in I gotta say Um, you know it went from a nice little neighborhood to you know uh, some guys trying to rob me when I was like a 7 year old kid to uh, people I know being murdered to neighbors being murdered to the family car being stolen Um, you know uh, it it was pretty bad you know all those 70s 80s early 90s terrible terrible yeah Um, the the city has changed so much Um, it's so much better. It definitely has its bad areas and bad spots. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, overall, it's an amazing, amazing difference from what it's been. Um, And I think as we go back through kind of New York and the history of people who fight crime, people who who help others and and make a difference, uh, you know, people like the Guardian Angels and and, and, uh, kind of really the metamorphosis of real-life superheroes and and, uh, this idea of being an uh, agent of action within New York City, within the community, yep. uh, we're, I think we're going to explore a lot tonight. So I'm, I'm excited to, to keep going on the subject.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I kind of, <clears throat> I actually find it genuinely scary, you know, when you think of where New York was in the 60s and 70s. I mean, there was the whole um, Kitty Genovese murder, uh, you know, the woman who was stabbed in, in Kew Gardens right outside her house. Um, yeah, and and you know, I guess that was one thing that really sparked a lot of activism and a lot of a lot of vigilantes as well. You know, that's it what it is. Um, and and then of course there was the Son of Sam. You know, there was the David Berkowitz killings as well, and the and the blackout that followed in '77. You
3: know,
0: yep. kind of looking back then, I mean, New York was a pretty crazy war zone around those days. So, uh, um, and and then you had uh, what was it? The the Crown Heights riots as well um, in the '90s. And I mean, also, you had this big influx of um, gangs from LA. You had uh, the Crips, the Bloods, the um, MS-13 uh, fighting in the Latin kings Latin, in Latin
4: Kings. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, that was a huge amount of crime pouring into the area. So, you know, and like you say, I mean, regardless of what you think about Dinkins, the fact that Giuliani turned around that train wreck and actually created a pretty decent city to live in blows yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, while we're talking mayors, and uh, uh, I should have queued up a really negative soundbite here, but uh, what do you think about Bloomberg? Do I, do I ask?
2: Mm. Want me to jump in here? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, you, yeah, you got a <laughs> political Bl- views, I have uh, no comments on politics.
2: <laughs> Bloomberg, I thought he was all right. To be honest, uh, my personal opinion is he was, honest to God, annoying. He was a really annoying guy. But he wasn't a terrible mayor. He carried on uh, a lot of the policies that kept the city safe and kept the city going. Uh, yeah, I just would not be a person I would want to sit down and actually have a conversation with. But he did an okay job, regardless of how annoying or stupid some of his ideas were.
0: Right. <laughs> so, you know, skipping over skipping over Bloomberg then to, to a much less popular topic of conversation, what do you think uh, de Blasio? I mean, he's a pretty polarizing figure right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can hear his vomiting.
4: Yeah, I don't think he's that much of a prominent figure. Not like uh, you know, Dinkins, Giuliani, and and Bloomberg.
1: <laughs> I, I have be... no comments on politics. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm obviously not a fan of Blasio um no me I mean, neither <laughs> uh, uh you know uh, we've had issues with the police with this with that mm-hmm. I, I just don't think he's a, he's a real leader um like some no. mayors in the past have been uh but hey yep. you know whatever you know i, I can't help who's
4: mayor um <laughs> hey all we do is vote all street. we do is vote for them right <laughs> oh. basically
0: right <clears throat> um so, you know, it, it's I find it kind of interesting looking back, you know, the, across the history of New York, that those times when crime was through the roof, um, you know, the kind of reaction of the public. And I mean, the Kitty Genovese thing, I forget, you know, we we met a group, I'm sure it was during the Pride March, who wore a, a picture of Kitty Genovese on, on their vest as like, a, you know, as kind of a sign of what inspired them to do this in the first place. Um, what were they called? The Stonewall Group, something like that? Um no, I forget, my memory failed me, but uh, I'll have to, uh, have to Google it sometime. But yeah, you know, and but then, um, of course, the the really well-publicized one, which again was massively polarizing, was um, uh, Bernard Goetz, the, uh, the the subway vigilante, as they called him, who,
3: uh,
0: you know, I, I guess there were lots of opinions on what really happened, And but basically what happened was the guy got onto a subway train. There were four young black guys on the train, and he said that they tried to rob him and, and just unloaded a pistol into into all four of them. Um and he and he was very public afterwards about saying like, you know, my only problem was I had I didn't have enough bullets and I would have emptied another round another clip into them if I'd had one and um apparently there was some famous quote where he said to one of the, the victims, um, you know, you you look okay, here's another bullet or something before he shot him a second time, so you know, the, the guy is not exactly a, a winner of public uh, public sentiment there. Um, but you know, some people uh, some people really got behind him and actually sort of saw the vigilanteism was, was the way forward. Um, but I, I kind of threw him out there as a an, as an example of the kind of thing that we don't do. Because I, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty important to make it, make it clear that we, we're not vigilantes. We're not, uh, we're not even bounty hunters. As people kind of confuse us with sometimes. We don't go out there, you know, looking mm-hmm. to get revenge on criminals. Mm-hmm. We certainly go out there at times to track down criminals and provide information to the police, and you know, then let the police do their job and arrest those guys and, and put them behind bars. So that's, you know, that's a very different beast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, yeah, I, 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 I know think you guys. I mean, what's your opinion on that?
2: I, I think there there was a time, and at that time, crime was so out of control and people were so frustrated that people would even get behind a person like that. Now, I definitely don't condone what he's done. I don't support anything. You know, I think I think we, what he did was not right. Uh, but but at that time, people were so angry and upset and people were so affected by crime that there were people who said, yeah, you know, just get rid of them, you know. Um it's pretty wild that that, that that things are like that. Uh, you ever see that uh, *Death Wish* with Charles Bronson? Yeah. It's kind of oh yeah. Wildly yeah. popular movie. Um, you know, uh, fantastic. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Even till this day, it's still a damn good movie to watch.
4: It is. Um, <laughs>
2: yep. Uh, crime just just was so insane and out of control that people would support vigilantes and things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we, we live in a very different time, um, and, and we're trying to go out and do that work properly. And there's been groups like the Guardian Angels, which I, which I think we should definitely be talking about, who, who really made a difference in gone through periods where they were considered a gang, and they were considered criminals, and then eventually became recognized by the mayor and recognized by the city, uh, which is a really amazing thing. Curtis Sliwa has done an amazing job, and so have all those Guardian Angels out there.
3: hmm
0: you know, well, you know, what's
5: funny the, though, you I think the, the reason um, I'm sorry, I'm you
0: sorry, were you uh, well, I to re- say, you know, funny enough, the uh-huh. Guardian Angels were actually one of the most vocal supporters of Bernard Goetz, the, the the subway vigilante, and the Guardian Angels at the time when this happened were made up mostly of young black and Hispanic teenagers. So, but they they uh-huh. actually collected thousands of dollars just going from subway train to subway train toward his legal defense. <coughs> Which you know kind of strikes me as a little a little nuts, but uh, there you go.
5: I'm glad you brought that up because if we're gonna, you know, and the guardian angels really do deserve a lot of credit for what they do, for what you know they were doing, what we're trying to do. But I'm glad that they're you're making the distinction between what we're doing and what they're you know say that vigilante guy was doing because people were backing the vigilante because. You know what he did It it projects the fear that we all have You know And the anger that we all have Of of being attacked You know we all love to pull out a gun And go screw you You know Mm -hmm. this is But whether we're scared or not That's not uh, the way to handle it And we don't know You know We wouldn't know for sure If someone became a jury and executioner And they claimed Somebody attacked them We'll never know Because they shot the person dead. So mm-hmm. there's no way to know. So we are not in any way like that. And and I like the fact that you, Dark Guardian, were, you were really public about supporting the police department during all that stuff that went down in New York. Um, because I think if people get what they wish for, which is a bunch of vin- vigilantes and just a very lawless martial law society... I don't. I think they think it's going to be more like the movies. You know, it's it's going to be horrifying if suddenly we're we get what we all want and we're launched into lawlessness. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we're making that distinction um, that we're not vigilantes, and I'm glad that, like I said, that you, Dark Guardian, you show your support for the New York Police Department because you should. That's why we're out there. We're supporting them. We're not taking their place. Yep.
0: <laughs> Let, let me ask uh, Dusk then, because you know you were talking earlier on about um, you know going out in full costume and the, the type of stuff that you've traditionally been doing. The you know the kind of homeless handout and, and the outreach work, you know really yeah. works well with that. But what what kind of reaction have you had from the from the NYPD to to you know a bunch of a bunch of people dressed up as superheroes around Manhattan?
1: Well, you know as much as people like to say that the NYPD are these like crazy evil people that are out. Kill everybody and take over the city. Quite honestly, I've had nothing but good responses from the police on both Staten Island and New York and uh, the City of Manhattan and other boroughs. They see us and they're like, you know, at first they're like, "Hey, what are you doing? What's this about?" And I'd say, you know, "Hey, we're you know giving to the homeless, giving back to the community. This costume is you know for this whole gimmick. I'm very respectful with them. I explain." Very articulate, and I explain what we're doing. I uh, say, you know, how we've been doing this for years. I give them my ID, so they can see, you know, I'm not here looking to run or try to do anything bad. And then they're like, Oh, all right, cool. Just yeah, all right, cool. You know, that trouble continue. Like I've gotten like pats in the back, and I know like a lot of. Sometimes like I see cops around Staten Island that actually recognize me for the work that I've done, and just kind of having seen me around enough times, you know. So I've had nothing but good reception from the police around here, and they seem to be very supportive of what we do. Like, there's not, nothing to, like, really, like, they're going to garner attention towards us or be like, hey, if you're homeless, come out here. and you've got to be. But they give us a pat on the back, say good job, and then they go in the other direction and don't bother us for the rest of the night, right, which is a good right. thing yeah. for
0: us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good thing. And, you know, we've found pretty much the same. You know, we, we've been stopped a few times on patrols where, quite rightly, you know, a bunch of guys <laughs> dressed up, sometimes quite obviously in Kevlar, you know, sometimes with big bulky flashlights that could be any kind of weapon strapped to our waist. You know, they, they'll they come along and ask us what it is we're doing and, you know, sometimes ask if we're, if we're armed. Um, but, you know, I, I'd be disappointed if they didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, on the same subject, what what do you guys think about the whole uh, NYPD stop-and-frisk policy that's been, you know, had a lot of press over the last couple of years?
1: I thought that failed. I thought that didn't work out and they canceled it. I may be behind (laughs) on my news, but I thought the uh, stop-and-frisk was canceled uh, to a halt because, you know, nobody was going to sit by idly for that. I may be wrong, though.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm pretty it has. sure they you know, still I'm do sure it. I saw something recently about how the um, NYPD had been told to increase the number of um, tickets they gave out and, and arrests that they've been given, uh, you know, that they've uh, carried out. Um,
3: Are we, we're going to get
2: into this.
0: <coughs> <laughs>
3: we can do yes. this.
2: What what the police have actually successfully done is kind of rebel against the mayor, and I think it's possibly one of the greatest modern things the NYPD has done because uh, of their anger and frustration with the mayor, they decided to stop writing out um, citations and certain tickets, which really hurts the government um, in their pocket. Um, but also, I, I think it's a great thing, because it's really what causes problems with the citizens. Um, the police are forced to, to write all these tickets, to write all these citations, and to make all these arrests, um and, and it really causes problems. You know, people fear the police uh, a lot of the time. They go, oh, God, the police, what are they going to do to me now? Are they going to ticket me? Are they going to pull me over? People don't always feel at ease when the police are around. Um, and and it's because of things like quotas.
3: Because they have to write
2: so many tickets. They have to write so many citations. They have to raise so much money. Um, the police are absolutely doing the right thing, 100% right now. Um, you know, people hate the police because the police give them problems. And, and it's over things that, that aren't a big deal. It's over things that aren't hurting people. Uh, the police are probably still doing their job when it comes to crime, when it comes to things, uh, instances of violence, uh, you know, putting people in danger, uh, because the crime rate is still low. Um, but but the, the real issues within the community, the, the tickets, um, they're stopping that. And i got to tell you, the mayor and the government are probably really, really pissed off right now because they're not robbing the people blind like they normally do. Um so I'm in full support of what's going on.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I got Go to I, I get going, um, but <clears throat> I want to say really quick, because I'm going to sideline this for a second, and I want to say this on the air. When we went uh, patrolling out in, with you guys out in Harlem and, and basically putting up all the flyers that were warning about that guy who was beating people down in the subway... Um, and had really seriously injured a couple of people. I love the response from people around Harlem who are just coming up and going, what are you guys doing, and talking to you and making themselves, you know, just friendly to you and making connections. I think the way that you guys are out there so publicly all the time is fantastic because people need to see this and they need to join you. So, like I said, you guys should be in every borough. You know, there should be just, you know, you guys recognizable. Now that you have your pattern, <coughs> and with whoever else you go out with, you know, like dusk and life and and flex. And I think you guys are doing a fantastic job out there. I'm being a wussy here in California, um, complaining when it gets too cold to patrol. You know, I'm a motorcycle. But you guys are out there like in the snow oh, and the freezing you. cold, so <laughs> I know. You shut up, D G is that who is that? Who said that? Because okay, I, yeah. yeah, I know your butt coming to California soon enough. But we'll talk about that another time. Right. But I just wanted to thank say you thank you. So
3: much.
5: I yeah, right. I am so proud of you guys and I wanna say that before I, I get off the phone. I'm gonna go eat some sushi, so uh go go, you know. Get of out the of here! Thank, Thank show. you. Get out of here. <laughs>
4: yeah, 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 I'm going.
5: I'm going. I'm going Thank you.
3: Bon appetit. You guys
5: sound awesome. Um, I can't wait to hear the rest of the show. Love you guys. Talk to uh, you later.
0: Take See care. You. Bye. So, uh, let's get this back on track then. So we're talking, um, we're talking about vigilantes. Um, you know, the, the guardian angels. I must confess, I, I don't know a lot about them, and, and you know, I, I don't want to cast. Um, you know, kind of implications on any other group, but uh, you know, Dark Guardian. You you know these guys pretty well, right? And you know, you know what they I, do I and do. how they're different
2: from us. I, I do know a bit about them. Uh, Curtis Leiva knows me. Uh, he knows about what we do and all that. Uh, he's he's actually a really really great guy. Um, I got to say, uh, what what he did and what the Guardian Angels did was definitely revolutionary. Um, I know there were definitely some other groups that did some stuff that was similar, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, it was just him and a group of guys. I, th- I think it was it was like eight people. I, I don't know if I'm 100% sure, but I think they called themselves like the Magnificent Eight. Um, they all had code names, uh, so it's really similar to what we do. And uh, there was uh, kind of an unwritten rule kind of on a certain train uh, down in the Bronx where the police would not get involved in a certain part of the train. Um, the Garden Angels really didn't take that lightly. They went out, and they started actually stopping crime and kicking the criminals off the train. Um, They started on the train, and they kind of went from one platform to the next platform, to the next platform. And they were out there stopping crime, fighting crime. Uh, But uh, honestly, they got arrested. They got arrested a good amount of the time um, for being involved in things. Uh, They were considered a gang. And they really built themselves up to be this really amazing, legitimate, a nonprofit non profit organization that makes a difference in the community. Uh they they get all types of uh people involved, uh they get young kids involved who might be at risk. They get involved in something positive rather than going towards the crime route and, and, and the, the things that are negative for them. Uh I've got nothing but respect for them and, and they really, really have pioneered this idea of community policing and, and patrolling neighborhoods. So, you know, hats off to Curtis and all the guardian angels.
0: Right, right. And, and you know, I mean, they've, uh, I, I don't know, I, I haven't seen them doing much around the city recently. Do you know whether they're still active?
2: Um, I know they still are still active in certain cities. They're, they're very heavily active. I know Chicago has a really, really great chapter. Um, New York, I haven't seen as active as they used to be, like back in the day, obviously, but I know the, I know they still do some stuff. <clears throat> But uh, you know, I, I understand. You know, getting volunteers and regular people can always be difficult. We, we've dealt with things like that. But uh, they're definitely still a great organization.
3: Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: So uh, you know, maybe we should talk about uh, real-life superheroes in New York. Then. I mean, uh,
3: yes. I must admit,
0: you know, again, not being from the area, I, I don't know. I don't know the history here. Uh, who wants to chip in and uh, enlighten us?
1: I, I, I guess, believe Dark Guardian should start because he's the one that got me involved in this. So you're up before. Yeah, I I I've, I've dealt with the history and I know mm-hmm.
2: the history. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, the real life superhero idea was was kind of very abstract. Uh, I remember I came into it. I uh, I'm 30 now. Wow, I was about 18. So it's been about 12 years. Um, there was a couple people who've done it before. There were some people in the past, like a night writer, who actually wrote a book about it. I don't know how legitimate that is.
3: Um,
2: uh, one guy, Super Barrio in Mexico, was kind of fighting for, for people's rights. Uh, there was uh, a couple other people that kind of did random things in costumes and a code name, uh, but it was very, very rare. It, it kind of really started on an internet blog. And this is this is before MySpace. This is before Facebook. This is before any of that. Um, it was literally a couple people on the internet talking on some guy's random blog about going out and fighting crime and helping people like a superhero would. A couple of people starting doing it. Um, I was one of them. And and it really snowballed from there. Uh I guess maybe Uh, The most well-known, like, first real-life superhero would be a woman, Terrifica. I I don't know about what she did would really be considered, like, a real-life superhero, but she would go out to bars and uh, try to help women from uh, not getting taken advantage of. Uh, And she was featured on the news and stuff. This is, like, back in the 90s. Um, But uh, the the real current community and movement uh, really developed... uh, I'd say about 12 years ago. Uh, You know, it started with a guy like Mr. Silent, started getting popular and and noticed by a a popular comic book writer, Warren Ellis. Um, He got on the news, uh, started getting known, uh, other people like myself, and uh, some other local people started going out and doing stuff. And it it really evolved from there. Uh, I wish life was here because Superheroes Anonymous is a huge uh, part of the beginning of it.
0: Yeah, and um, actually anybody, you, know, you may want to do a follow-up show with life. I mean, he he was on a, a I guess a couple of months back, and uh, he he had a lot of stories to tell. And you know, he's obviously been around the block a few times.
2: <coughs> Anonymous was the first act.
3: People from literally, you know, you're talking 20, 20, 30 people who are actually. Oh,
0: D.G., you're breaking up a bit there. (coughs) Hmm? You were breaking up a little bit there. We didn't... didn't Oh, I got to apologize. That's
2: probably my terrible reception. Um, But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Superheroes Anonymous is the first gathering of real-life superheroes. This is when there were, like, 20, 30 people actually doing this and really active. Nowadays, there's hundreds and thousands of people who are involved in this or or interested in the idea. Um, You know, he brought people all around the country together. Uh, I think that's really, really to this movement. And uh, New York has been a really big central place when it comes to real-life superheroes, when it comes to this idea and this movement. And I think uh, the New York hero initiative, what we're doing, is going to keep us going.
0: <coughs> yeah, I hope so. And, you know, we'll, we'll get onto some of our, our new projects in a second. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, we... we we kind of had a, an origin story from dusk at the beginning of the show, and I, I've, I taught myself blind about mine on here. But uh, you know, maybe uh, Flex, you've been kind of quiet this uh, this, this, <laughs> this show. Do you want to do you want to tell us? You know, what kind of led you to get involved in this, and, and what what your background was? Well,
4: I'm glad you asked. Uh, at first, um, I didn't really know much. Basically, I didn't know anything at all about it until I saw the documentary documentary on on HBO, and. Uh, that's when I was first in you know intrigued by it and I really liked it and I'm like wow there's actually people out there who are doing it who are really superheroes you know real-life superheroes and they're doing it it's like amazing I I was blown away but yeah I I do think of the guardian angels also growing up uh, when I used to see them a lot in New York and the city you know and and basically they did pretty much the same things that you know we're all doing uh, before you know we got started but yeah Basically, um, I know when I heard about it on the show, uh, you know, I saw it on HBO. And, and I know one of the guys I did see was uh, DG, you know. And, and I was like, wow, you know. So so it was really cool to see him, you know, in action and everything. And, and, and then to see a, a few other people I saw there on the documentary. And so it just led me to want to know more about it. And uh, I went online. I started reading a lot about it and knowing more about it, you know. I even told uh, – a friend of mine that I uh, worked with uh, at work, uh, his name is Anthony uh, Joseph. Uh, basically, he was the one who uh, uh, basically uh, inspired me like to get involved as well and, you know, he wanted to get involved too. So, uh, and uh, basically, yeah, uh, I just uh, wanted to, you know, be a part of it and just really, you know, be a part of a, a group of people just really, you know, helping the community, helping the city and just really, you know, doing what's right, you know, just really reaching out to people and doing whatever it takes to just make the city a, you know, a better place, a safer place, and just really all of us doing our part, you know, helping others, helping each other as well, you know, being a team once again, you know, and, and I see that, you know, you all doing that, and, you know, so that, that led me to just be involved and be a part of it, you know, because I really do like the teamwork, and, and I like to really be involved in, you know, helping others as well.
0: Awesome, awesome, well- couldn't have said it better myself. And you know, it's yeah. funny you talk about the documentary because so many people who get involved have seen it, and and it's obviously a very influential thing these days in this community. Um, but you know, before before I got involved when I was still living in the UK, I uh, yep. there was a very similar documentary in the UK called Superheroes, and it was it was like a TV special. It was an hour long or something. And uh, really, it kind of introduced the the, the characters, uh, I guess, the people involved as complete badasses. And and then it revealed, as the show went on, that these guys were—I mean, it really made them look like complete losers. You know, it—it kind of showed them to be doing nothing of any value. Um, It showed one guy getting beaten up because he was in some city center in the middle of a fight on a Saturday night. It—it showed some other guys just completely giving up because it was dangerous and they didn't want to get into trouble. and it just put a mockery on the whole thing. And um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, for me, that was kind of a motivation to say hey, You know, if these guys aren't doing it right, then I'm gonna I'm gonna try myself. Um, but actually, watching the superhero documentary over here, the HBO special, um, I, I thought it was kind of really clever the way it was done. You know, because there, yeah. there are people in it like Mister Extreme, and, and Mister Extreme has been a, a great friend of this show for for a long, long time, and <coughs> been it numerous mm-hmm. times, and is an inspiration in his own right. Um, but you know the, the way the sh- the way the HBO documentary was structured, I I thought sort it of kind of you know it almost mocked him at times during the beginning of the show, and it you know it kind of showed some uh, I don't know just some compromising shots of him, and um, and and then you know you're almost getting the feeling again you know the, uh, these guys aren't really up to anything special, they're not really benefiting anyone, and then the, the whole thing turns on its head about halfway through the documentary and especially with Mr. Extreme shows, you know, the whole the whole hope thing and giving out supplies to the homeless and just armies and armies of people out there doing good. And just yeah. think, Holy shit, this is something real, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely uh, got to admit, he was one of the guys in the show that I saw, and I really do respect his work, you know. he I mean, he's really, you know, uh, a team player, and, you know, he's a, a – Great leader, you know, I have to admit, you know, Extreme was uh yeah. He's also he organized the Extreme Justice League also organization. Um, you know, when I saw the uh, the show that's what he uh put together. Uh, I don't know uh they're still active or not, but you know They are. Yeah. And oh, so they're yeah, very active. Definitely. Yeah, so they're they're really doing it down there, you know, and I definitely gotta I commend them, you know, a lot, you know, for the great work they're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, funnily enough, you know, as as you said, when I came over, the first thing I did was ping DG on Facebook and said, you know, because I, I work in the city, I see poverty all the time, and I see rich yep. people ignoring poverty all the time, and, and that imbalance kind of pissed me off when I first came over, so, you know, I ping uh-huh. DG a message, and I'm expecting, you know, I'm I'm either expecting someone who's not really doing it or someone who is who thinks they're above everyone else because they've been doing it for so long and they're so good at it and they don't need new volunteers yep. and they're, they're surrounded by yes men. And, you know, all I get back is a normal guy saying, yeah, I'm going out tonight. Do you want to join me? <laughs> I think, that <laughs> that. I, I can go and do this, you know. Um, Best yep. email response ever. <laughs> <laughs> Best outcome, I would say yeah it works right i mean but I think that's that's the kind of attitude we've had all along is It's better to take a chance on somebody or on some project and and you know it's better to try and fail than it is not to try at all i guess
2: you don't you don't have to be the most bad guy in the world or the most bad ass girl in the world um uh, you gotta be capable you gotta be smart um and you gotta be willing to to put in the work um that's what we need. We don't need people who have, uh, you know, yeah, you know, stood in the dark and fought crime for the past 10 years or I've trained in martial arts for 32 years. No. We need people who are smart and capable, have a level head, and can make, uh, you know, proper decisions. Uh, so we're recruiting. We want more people. We're growing this team. We're going to make something amazing. And I'm super excited for the future of real-life superheroes
4: in New York and beyond. Oh. Well, that's right. Definitely.
0: So, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about that now, then, because, uh, you know, t- time's ticking away. These these shows go too fast. But um, the the changes that we're making in the New York team at the moment, I, I think, are, are really, really positive. And, you know, the kind of feedback and the energy we're getting from people right now is awesome. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. DG, do you want to talk about the whole gang for good idea that we've got? Oh, you're breaking up again.
3: Then. Can't hear you.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna walk outside. Yeah, I can hear Uh, you
0: again now. That's cool. Okay, but uh, yeah, there's
2: always a negative connotation with the the idea of uh, the name gang. Um, But uh, we're gonna be run kind of more like a gang, uh, where we're gonna have people uh, be really dedicated members. There's gonna be you know you have to participate this this much. You have to uh, you know come to monthly meetings. Uh, We're gonna have some serious involvement, and we're gonna really be Recruiting, getting people involved. Uh, we want people to be 100% dedicated because we've had people in the past who were, were really grateful for, for them being a part of the team and, and their contributions, but they would come and they'd kind of drop off. Um, we're very happy to have volunteers. We're going to have a ton of volunteer events, uh, but we're really looking to develop a core team of leaders. And that's what's going to really be driving the agenda. And anybody interested in getting involved can volunteer. And if they're, they're interested in being a regular member, we're more than happy to, to help put you through a trial process to hopefully uh, show that that you want to be a member and you want to make a difference. And we're happy to have anybody like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, Definitely. I think uh, I think some of the anarchy with the whole prospect process, you know, except hopefully with a bit less death and guns. Um, but uh, you know, we uh, the idea is that. You know, especially on going on patrols where where areas are dangerous, and you know, and like like DG just said, we're not looking for people who are martial arts experts. We're not looking at people who are going to bring along a compound bow and four Kevlar vests. You know, we what we're looking for is people with a with a clear head who are who are sensible and and you know don't go nuts in a in a in a dangerous situation. And and, and it's worth saying as well, we have never been in a situation, knock on wood, not once. And we've been in some hairy situations, but we've never been in a situation where we've had to resort to violence. Um, You know, it's come close a few times, but every single time we talk, we talk the situation down, we we calm things down, we de-escalate, and and we walk away, and everyone's happy. uh, Yeah. You know. Yeah.
4: Definitely, I do think that uh, yeah, yeah, avoiding the
0: prospect processes is, is that we can get to know people. You know, we can make sure that you're the kind of person who who is of that mindset, and and also, you know, maybe maybe you're not. Maybe you're the kind of person who's just interested in doing the homeless outreach stuff. Uh, maybe you're interested in, in helping out on the internet. You know, there are a ton of different ways that you can help us out and do good to the community that don't involve trudging around New York in the middle of the night looking for criminals.
4: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there are many ways that you can that we can all help, you know. Many ways that, you know, anybody who wants to volunteer can volunteer. That's true, you know. It's not just one way. There's many ways, you know. We're even keeping an eye out for people who
1: are into, you know, tech and computers, people who can actually sit at home and, you know, pull up crime maps and, you know, help us find, you know, more places around the city that need us and places that, you know, we're on one side of you know Manhattan, say doing a patrol, and something's been going on on the completely other side. You know we need to know all that's going on before we go. So maybe we pull up crime maps or people who know just how to, you know, use the internet or whatever resources in the right ways that we like, that some of us just can't or just to some of us aren't around. You know, not everything even has to be an outdoors event. You know.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and you know what, I, I think you can't stress that enough, that a lot of the work that we do is kind of behind the scenes. You know, we, we don't just go out there, pick a random area, and walk around for a night. Um, a lot of the work we do is kind of checking on sites like DNA Info that give you breaking crime news. Um, there, there are some awesome resources as well. There's a there's a resource um, by the, the New York State um, Department of Emergencies called uh, NY Alerts, Um, where you can actually sign up to receive automated alerts immediately that a problem happens. Um, And you can pick by county, you can pick by city, you can pick by type of alert. And it'll give you everything from, uh, you know, a medical outbreak, some kind of medical emergency. It'll give you uh, traffic Mm -hmm. emergency, fatal car accidents. Um, It'll give you missing children, missing college kids, missing vulnerable adults. Um, there's, There's a ton of stuff that it gives out, which... For the kind of work we do, is just invaluable to have that information immediately that these things happen, so we can actually get there and help before, you know, before the trail goes cold.
3: Mhm.
0: Um, and you know, as well, it, it, I, I guess the other thing that we're looking to do is is partner with other organisations, and and you know, dusk and, and beacon have been massively successful in homeless um and and there are there are I guess similar organisations. There was one that. Um, I did a bit of work with recently when there was a missing child from um, who had got lost in Manhattan. I so. We just went around and did some flyering around Central and just tried to raise awareness that this, this kid had gone missing. Um, but there was a, a missing persons uh, non-profit who, who just came along with an army of volunteers to, to come and help out there as well. So we were kind of a drop in the ocean or, uh, you know, at the very most, an extra few pairs of hands. Um, Uh, you know, it kind of makes you aware that there are economies of scale by getting involved with those other groups that, uh, you know, we can help each other out and share resources The, the other thing that we're looking to do this year, which is going to be huge for for the New York team, but the, the Hero Initiative group as a whole, is uh, is move forward as a, as a formal nonprofit, which means that we will be able to take donations and have a, you know a true legal charitable status. So uh, I, I think that'll really change our world as well and being able to be more effective.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, speaking of uh, donations and you know. Profit, which is definitely good and beneficial, you know, and I know it would benefit, you know, um, you know, the movement. Um, I meant to ask, um, DG. Uh, I remember you once mentioned something about a headquarters that we would have, or you were probably working on it, or I don't know, trying to put it together. I mean, are uh, you still thinking about it? Or I mean, I know you're leaving to California, so. Uh, but I'm just saying, um, is was it ever a thought for consideration, or you uh, ever wanted to? I don't know, because you had brought it up, and uh, I was just sort of interested in wondering, you know, uh, what will we ever, like, have one or, or not right now? I don't know.
3: Uh, well, it
2: was the general idea. Like I said, I'm, I'm likely going to be moving, so that's yeah. that less likely to actually happen. So it's looking like we're just going to be kind of doing our own random meeting up um, <laughs> kind of deal.
3: But it
2: would be ideal but uh, I don't think I'm going to be around for a uh, super
1: long time. Right, right. Okay.
0: You're still going to be a New Yorker in your heart, D.G. We <laughs> yeah.
1: can't,
3: the you pineapple you can't it. You get rid of that. It's
4: been, it's been 30 years. <laughs> Come on. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to miss you, man, but, you know, you're going to be with us, you know, in and, and, and spirit and, you know, you're, you know, your work is greatly admired and appreciated and respected, you know? Oh, I'll, I'll be starting a new branch
2: somewhere else, so it's no problem. Yeah. The work always continues, man, till I die.
4: Definitely. Yep.
0: Yeah, it never ends, man. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, what's funny is, you know, we were talking about uh, gangs for good and so on. I, I actually found an article on Cracked.com, which, you know, to be honest, could be 90% bullshit. Um but it's actually talking about a movement and this is this is an article from a couple of years ago. Um I, I I I kind of lean towards this being bullshit. But let's see what you guys think of this. It's talking about a group of more than a hundred vigilantes who are all Orthodox Jews in New York. Um called Schmira is, is the name of this group. Um and I, I googled it and I couldn't find anything official at all. But then, you know, maybe if you're a hundred vigilantes you don't have an official website. But uh apparently these guys uh decide who they think are bad guys and you know, I guess you can you can have your own opinion on whether a certain uh, religious sect um deciding who's good and who's bad is a good idea. Um but uh apparently these guys um in two thousand and eight um just beat the crap out of a a, a young black guy completely mistakenly who uh, they they decided was doing something wrong and he was completely innocent and he turned out to be the son of an NYPD sergeant and uh, (laughs) they became pretty unpopular around that time but um, you know read into that what you like is crack.com and you know, they even say here yeah, that they couldn't get hold of the group for comments, which, you know, again, maybe because they don't exist, maybe because of 100 vigilantes don't want to be on crack.com. But I don't know whether you guys have ever heard of Schmira.
1: I tend to not believe anything I read on Cracks or BuzzFeed. I've never heard of that group before, and I've done a lot of research into, like, vigilantes and the, that kind of stuff for, like, the last few years, so...
0: Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, the, the the effort we would take to get 100 volunteers in anything, let alone 100 volunteers, to be vigilantes that are all Hasidic Jews, I mean, I, how do you recruit that? <laughs> Put an ad in the paper or something? I, I don't know. It sounds dubious to
4: me. Well, being that they're a religious community, I think it would be pretty hard to recruit them. Uh, uh, I don't know, unless... You know, someone who's a member of their community who probably would be a participant in, in you know, our cause maybe, you know. We can use him to probably, you know, get some of them to join us or whatever, you know, I would say, more or less. You know, that would be a suggestion. If there was, you know, let's say uh, an RLSH member or someone from that community who was with us, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, it's uh, it kind of sounds tough, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it really does. But uh, yeah. and you know, we should be clear that, uh, and it's probably obvious from talking to yeah. us and the kind of people we have on this show. But uh, right. we we hold no grudges with anyone, and we have no preference for anyone. We we're, we're happy to see right. volunteers, whether they're you know physically able, whether they're disabled and they can only help from home on a computer, whether they're they're black, they're white, they're blue. Uh, we we don't give a shit, and we, we exactly. don't care what you believe, whether you believe anything. It's uh, exactly it's all good with us.
4: Right, mm-hmm. I agree.
0: So uh, the the other the other thing that uh, Dust came up with the other night, which is an awesome idea, which we're going to be moving forward with, are, are some New York Hero Initiative video blogs. And you know, Rock was already talking about the Nation of Heroes, which was a a huge undertaking. I mean, th- those guys drove nearly 10,000 miles across the country and went to pretty much every city across the land, interviewing people and and covered a huge amount of bases. Um, what we're talking about within the New York team is much more just a you know, here we are on patrol. This is the kind of thing we're actually doing. Uh, just giving you guys um, a better idea of, of what we really get up to out there. So, yeah, uh, you know, it should be interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing uh, the kind of things that we capture.
1: Yeah, the idea with that is um, to mostly just kind of show everybody that we are doing stuff, give people an inside look as to like what our process is and our plan. Like, even if it's, you know, a new person comes around is. Like, even on the – if they're, you know, in the middle of whatever state in, somewhere in the USA and they're researching all the states and they're like, oh, well, look at this team. Oh, look, they're doing this stuff. I can do that. And then they kind of learn to either follow along or kind of do their own thing out of that. But the idea is that, like, each of us can use our phones. We can you know make a video you know, hello, this is what I'm up to today, and then have all that edited together into some kind of either once every other week or once monthly blog. And it'd be like an episode on a YouTube page that would be shared across, you know, whatever mediums we share it. It'd be like on YouTube. And, you know, give an idea of what our process is and what our work is and how we do things. To show, you know, there is a group out there doing stuff. We are an active group of people looking to do this work and also as a way to show and inspire others as well. Yeah, you know what? I think it'll be. Um
0: kind of different as well to some other real life superhero video blogs that get out there and you know you're not going to get many uh... many weeks where we're dodging bullets and fighting drug dealers in the streets you know a lot of it's going to be us walking around you know trying to trying to keep an eye on things helping homeless people doing uh, it's, it's not going to be glamorous you know we're not going to be wearing uh... you know too much uh... <laughs> too many uh... too many rubber costumes and uh... I, i'm not going to go there i'm not going to lower myself to that level <laughs> you know what I'm about. Yup.
1: <laughs> you won't see us shooting people in the face with bare mace. Not gonna name any names,
5: but no mace
1: on our turf. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: quite. So, um, talking about the, the, you know, the lack of glamour. Um, let's talk, DG, about the, the homeless stuff that we did last week and, and, um, what we found maybe because I must admit that, you know, it. it We've done a lot of homeless stuff before, but what we've typically done is is walk around problem areas, find one or two people, you know, give them give them supplies, move on to another area and find another couple of people, and you know, this week um, up in Harlem, we we found a whole bunch of people who were pretty desperately in need, right?
2: Yeah, we found a, a particular area where the homeless were staying at. Um, it amazed me that people are out on the streets uh, during the cold uh, during the winter. Um, but they're out there. Um, it's uh, it's really sobering, I guess, in a way, uh, and it makes you realize your life ain't so bad because um, because you, you have a place to to sleep in. You have a you know you have whatever you have. But th- there's people who have very little in there, and they're out on the streets. Um, I'm glad we were able to make it out there and hand out some supplies. I really wish we had more to give out. We ran out of stuff. Uh, I know Specter brought a great amount of stuff. I brought some stuff, and we ran out quick. we got to get back out there. There's so many people in need, so many people who need help, Um, and I'm just grateful I can do something, and I don't have a lot, and I'm really happy to give what I can to other people, and I think if more people have that mindset, uh, you know, everybody's going to rise up a little bit.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yep. And uh, you know, it, it's funny. I was I was kind of evacuated, for want of a better word, from the city uh, yesterday afternoon with this whole uh, blizzard crap. And you know, I, I guess to be fair, you know, around I think I left around 3 p.m. Um, my commute normally takes half an hour. It took me three hours because the, the trains were all messed up and there were too many people crammed on there. And everyone was panic buying stuff. And you know, it was a pretty miserable atmosphere. And um, and and the wind, the snow was coming down, and the wind was howling. And I, my train goes above where these guys are staying on Harlem 125th Street, um, and as I, as I look down, as we go over that place, I see one of the guys who we were helping on the Thursday before, um, carrying all his blankets and stuff, trying to get inside somewhere because, you know, it was kind of miserable and wet and freezing cold out there, with 60-mile-an-hour winds, um. And like you say, you know, it's uh, it, it makes all of all of your troubles about sitting on a crowded train and not having enough space and not being able to, you know, buy the drink that you wanted on the way to the station. It makes all of that crap seem pretty trivial in comparison. But yeah, you know, so, so we're we're going to be looking to help these guys more. And, and dusk had some awesome ideas about um, soup and and you know making uh, making meals that are kind of Easy to keep hot, and the way that we can transport those. So we're going to be looking to do a lot for these guys in the uh, in the near future. and See what we can do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we ended up um, on Thanksgiving actually. Me and my uh, the group beacon that uh, I run. We did a food uh, homeless handout. I want to do a shout out to my partner in crime, my uh, co-runner and our mysterious benefactor, which is her superhero name, and our mysterious benefactor who's always giving us resources and money to help us with our handouts. And what we ended up doing on Thanksgiving was giving, uh, we made pre-prepared the night before, you know, hot food, rice, soups, rice and beans, um, we made turkey soup, and then we prepared it in storage cups. And then what we did was use coolers to transport it the next day into the city. And then we had three teams. One team was at a station we set in Union Square with a table and signs that was saying, like, free hot coffee, free hot food if you want, all that set up. And then we had one team go out and about with a rolling cooler that was to hand out care packages and some more of these containers of hot soup and hot food, and they were going to find anybody who could who was already asleep or who was already settled in for the night. And they were going to hand out along the side street, the uh, side streets. And then the third group, which I was involved in, went and took the subway all the way over to Penn Station, walked around further areas, and then like hit up all the subway stations because a lot of during the cold nights, which Thanksgiving is like the beginning of winter almost so it's when it's really cold out. A lot of people go into the subway stations if they're cold and you know, we found a lot of people that way and hand out a lot of our hot food there too. Yeah,
0: that is that wow. is really, really awesome. <laughs> wow. So, you know what, I think we are, we're actually nearly at the end of our show. We're only a few minutes away, and that has flown by. I think half the stuff we were going to talk about, we won't even get time. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've kind of given a flavor of uh, where we've come from in terms of New York and uh, what we've got coming soon. Um, is there anything that you guys want to plug that you have coming up that, uh, you know, you want to give a mention to while uh, while people are listening in?
1: Um, nothing more than, uh, my usual. You can find my, uh, team page, Beacon, Guiding Light of Hope, on Facebook, and like us for any updates on, uh, events and stuff. Um, nothing really coming up, but we are in the planning stages for the spring. Cool.
0: Cool. Okay. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I would certainly reinforce that. I think Beacon are an, an awesome team that, uh, you know, we've obviously worked closely before and we will continue to do so in the future and it's, uh, it's a good partnership, so why not? Yeah. So, so uh, I tell you what, I, I've got a little bit of a, a special, a special treat for you guys, seeing as this is a New York episode, to uh, to just play us out. So um, I, I don't know whether you, I don't know whether you guys have got your singing voices on tonight, or whether uh, whether you're just plain tone deaf, but uh, I figured I figured you might enjoy a little bit of a little bit of Frank. So uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say thank you very much indeed for uh, for DG and for Dusk and for Flex for joining us on the show tonight for uh, a whole bunch of people in the chat room as well. We've had Sheer, we've yep. had Titus Lupus, who is always there. New York, what? <laughs> yeah, tell you know, t- Titus Lupus gave us um, some awesome ideas on our emergency prep shows last week as well. So you know, if you're worried about storms, if you're worried about power cuts, earthquakes, whatever, check out that show. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for dialing in, and we will uh, we will be back with you next week with uh, rock and roll and a bunch of those California folks. But uh, I hope you've enjoyed having a, a bit of an East Coast treat from New York this week.
4: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Well, cool. Thanks everyone. I'm going to leave you guys with Frank and uh, sing along if you fancy it, croon along with me, and I'll, <laughs> I'll catch you next week.
4: Uh, all right. <laughs> cool, man see you all around and good night good night everyone
6: (laughs) start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to part of it New York New York These shoes are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York New York I want to wake up in a city If I can The hill. Make it anywhere it's up to you no.